Boom, we are back with another edition of the Quarantine Cast. I'm uh, Like always, I'm really excited for this one. I've taken some time off. I was on vacation, and uh, here we are. I'm back, and joining me today is UFC middleweight Andre Petrosky. How are you doing, man? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you taking the time. Like I was saying off air, I appreciate you uh, taking the time on your Sunday to, to jump on. Been a, it's been a hell of a year for you, man. Um, describe this past year for you. Sum it up, uh, if you don't mind, just in a couple sentences, what it's been like. Yeah, so um, I guess the past year, uh, you know, but uh, aside from the obvious, we were in a quarantine and whatnot, but um, I joined a new team. I joined uh, Henzo Gracie Philly in Kensington. And um, yeah, man, it's just been crazy. Like in the past year, with this team, uh, we're six and zero in the UFC. Uh, five finishes. Um, I don't know why. Like, uh, you know, they're not talking about our team more. To be honest, why? Why aren't we being nominated for Team of the Year? I don't know any other team that's six and zero that has five finishes in the past year. You know, but um, it's been awesome, man. Um, just keep getting better. More opportunities are coming, and yeah, it's been good. Yeah, I know you've been around. I mean, you've trained at other gyms, bigger gyms, Sanford, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. What makes this gym, what separates them from everyone else? I mean, you've, you've trained everywhere. What's it, What makes this one special? I think a lot is the structure. You know, we got classes all day long, which is every big gym. But, um, you know, these all these guys, we're all from Philly. So um, we're not like a traveling gym, like a, like a gym where guys, you know, come and do a camp at. Like, that's not really us. It's we're all from here. And, uh, you know, a lot of these guys have been learning from the same coaches, you know, for the past however many years. I want to talk a little bit about the obvious. I mean, you got to compete on the Ultimate Fighter. It's something that I think so many fighters watched growing up. What was it like, uh, you know, living that experience and being in the house? I loved it, man. Um, it was just like simple, you know what I mean? It was a simple life. There was no distractions. Like my life's chaos. Um, you know, I got kids and I work and it's like training is chaos all the time. So to be put in an environment like that where, you know, there's no work, there, you don't even have a phone, you don't have to stay in touch with anyone. Like you have no responsibilities but to show up every day and get better. And you get the opportunity to work with the best coaches in the world. Um, I mean, that's once in a lifetime opportunity. So I enjoyed it a lot. Was there any like awkwardness? I mean, obviously you you got to fight Aaron and Brian, who who were both living with you. Was there any awkwardness knowing that you know you're living with people that you've got to compete against? Um, no, not for me. Like I I didn't have a problem with anyone to be honest. They might have had a problem with me, but I was—I had no problems with anyone. It's known as the the hardest tournament in all of sports. I mean, you're, you're making it seem like it wasn't even that big of a deal. Do, do you feel like it was difficult? Uh, you know, as difficult as everyone says it is. Nah, I mean, honestly, I still feel like I should have won it. Like, I still—if we were to play it back, like, I still feel like I would have bet on myself, like, a hundred percent. I still feel like. You know, given a mistake here and there, I beat Brian, and I mean, it is what it is. You saw me dominate the first round, so I mean, I'm sure we'll get a rematch one day, but um, 
it was challenging, like missing my daughter, but um, overall, I thought it was a very enjoyable experience personally. It's it's not every day that guys lose on the house and still get the opportunity to compete. I think it says a lot about you know the impression you made on the UFC and fans that you still got the opportunity to, to go and compete after after the the after the fight after the house. Were you expecting to get an opportunity to, to, to still compete in the UFC? Or did you think you'd have to go and possibly compete one or two more times? So when I first um, lost my semifinal, um, a lot of the producers and people came up to me and was like, don't worry about it. You're going to be on the finale for sure. Don't worry about it. And then about a month or two goes by and I saw that the card was announced and it was full. And I was like, to my manager, you know, Jason House, I was like, man, this don't look good. Like, what, what, you know, they said this, blah, blah. Like, it doesn't, and he's like, yeah, you're right. Like, we'll start looking other places. So I didn't think that I was going to get signed. And then obviously I got the call 10 days before, but I was still in the gym. Did, did it matter uh, that you got, I mean, obviously you, you knew Michael. I mean, he was on the house for a little bit. Uh, would it have mattered if it was someone else, or do you did the short notice even really matter? You just wanted to be in the UFC. Honestly, short notice or not, it didn't. It doesn't really matter. To be honest, I would have fought anyone in the house. I like, I like the way that I match up against all of the eighty-five pounders in the house. You, you, you competed against Michael Gilmore. You got a third-round finish. How did it feel to to get in there and compete in the biggest stage? good man i fucking i prayed for for days like this you know these are like i definitely prayed to be doing the shit that i'm doing right now so i, I feel incredibly lucky i know uh, i've asked this to to a few guys and a lot of them say that it's not what they expected i mean now you get to say you're a ufc fighter rather than just a mixed martial artist does it feel any different um yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely different. Um, yeah, man, it's definitely a, like a whole nother level for sure. You obviously got to compete on the same card as a teammate. Uh, Pat got the opportunity to compete with you. Yeah. What was it like being on the same card as a teammate? Yeah, man, and it was like – it was new because, like I said, I've only been with that team for a year now, and um, that was my first time fighting with Pat, so it was cool to see him. Uh, you know, he did his thing and he performed and I'm super proud of him. Um, I know that he overcame some adversity leading up to that fight. So um, it was good, man. My coaches were already going to be out there. So we had a whole team with us and that helps, man. It, it helps when you have a bunch of guys out there, um, lightens the mood, you know. Absolutely. It had to feel awesome too that you both got your hand raised rather than just one of the two of you. Yeah, for sure, man. Like I said, like we, our team's been killing it. We're six and zero in the past year, five finishes. We're finishing everyone between me, Sean Brady, Jeremiah Wells, Pat Sabatini. It's like I don't know any other team that's doing that right now. Yeah, and I think there's a few guys coming up too on the regional scene. Eddie's fighting. Uh, Morgan Kratzy's fighting. They're both fighting. I think at the end of the uh, in October, I think. Yeah, uh, a lot of lot of really promising uh, guys there that uh, can hopefully make a big statement. Hoping to have uh, Joe Pfeiffer will be back pretty soon. He um, he was on the Contender Series and uh, dislocated his elbow. Um, he'll, he should be back pretty soon. Um, 
we got a bunch of amateurs that are real tough that are really on the verge of turning pro. Manny Morales. Um, we got a good, uh, a, another good um, pro at 85 miles. Lee, he's going to be fighting in the next month or two. Uh, he's two and zero right now. So we got, man, we got a dynasty building here in Philly. Yeah, and I mean, you you kind of grew up in Philly. I mean, your your entire am or your entire career pretty much was was at Art of War. Your entire pro yeah. career up until your uh, your fight there in L LFA. What was it like competing for for Art of War? I know those guys pretty well. Yeah, they they really took care of me. Um, you know, Mike Bickings and especially Dave Feldman. Um, Feldman and Bickings. Yeah, they they really took care of me, man. They they um, you know, they built me up right. To be honest, like. Um, I wasn't fighting a killer every single fight, but I had like tough fights too. And my whole, and my amateur and pro career, um, you know, I had, I had close fights. I had fights where I went out there knowing I was better than the guy. And I had fights that like, you know, I was worried. So I, I think that that's important coming up. Um, I think it's good to, to fight for, you know, different promotions and go away. But um, I think it's good to have like a hometown promotion where you can sell tickets and make money so that you can focus on getting better. Now that you're here, man, you're on the biggest stage. You just got your first UFC win. Timeline wise, what what is next for you? Do you want to get back in there quickly or do you just want to feel things out? Like me, I want to fight like this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but like... That's just because I'm impatient and like, that's just me. But I would, I do think that I would benefit greatly from having a full camp. Yeah. I mean, that's something you haven't had in your last three fights. I mean, on the, obviously on the ultimate right. fighter, you didn't even know who you were fighting until a few days before. And then yeah. more as well. Um, what's the biggest difference do you think a full camp will make? Is it, is it a mental thing or do you think it's a physical thing? I mean, I, I've been like, I had a lot of time to work on my weaknesses as far as like, like I knew that, um, you know, I had made, I made a lot of mistakes in the footwork and I spent a lot of time on that, but, um, just to continue to improve on, um, some of the holes in my game and, uh, and just really get solid on, on where I'm really already confident. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I, we're still working every day, but it, it will be, it's different when you have a name and a face, you know, when you have an opponent, um, it's just different. It's, it's easier to be focused. It's easier to, um, you know, it's more motivating to be honest. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about last night. I mean, it was crazy. Your, your coach got to go out there and fight. Uh, obviously Alexander Volkanovsky and Brian Ortega went to war. It was a crazy fight. Uh, Ortega ended up coming up short. What was your thoughts on the fight? Awesome fight, first of all. Um, tremendous fight. By far deserved fight of the night. That was insane. And next to the Marab Marias first round, um, it was definitely, like, no doubt, fight of the night. Um, man, fucking... I mean, Ortega's tough, man. He's really tough. Volkanovski's really tough. They're both incredibly durable and resilient fighters. Um, I thought that Brian, I would have liked to have seen Brian um, try to wrestle more. You know what I mean? Like he's got a good wrestling coach. Uh, Paul Herrera's great wrestling coach, wrestled in Nebraska. I would have liked to have seen him wrestle more. 
Um, and like he'll clinch, but he doesn't shoot double legs. You know, he, he doesn't really lower his level, shoot single legs or anything. I just think that that would have been um, a situation. I mean, obviously he had a um, he had many opportunities on the ground, especially in in the submissions. Um, I mean, Volkanovski's tough, man. I think if it was anyone else, he would have finished him. But even so, um, you know, just tightening up some of those finishes, I, I think that, uh, I mean, he's he's definitely phenomenal on the ground. And I think that if he just cleans up some of those finishes, that he can beat anyone. What was it like working with him? I mean, obviously, like you said, he's a wizard on the ground, uh, probably one of the most feared fighters in the entire world uh, on the mats. What was it like working with him day in and day out? Uh, he's very um, – he catered to me. He really took me under his wing. Um, he's a great guy. Um, yeah, man, he looked out. Uh, I think that he kind of respected me because I, I was like the one person that wanted to fight first. When he asked everyone, uh, you know, who wants to fight, everyone kind of wanted to take a week to get adjusted to Vegas and to cut weight and do this and that. And, I, you know, I was like, I want to fight. Like, I came out here to fight. Let's do it. I think he respected that. And then I think that he respected me for kind of sticking up for him, like, behind the scenes um, when a lot of a lot of um, Volkanovski's fighters were kind of coming at him, coming at his uh, – his integrity a little bit. Um, but he, he took care of me, man. He was good. Good teacher. Um, I mean, he comes from Henner. Henner's, like, incredible. His, his whole teaching style, he's so enthusiastic. Uh, he's, they're just great teachers, great instructors. Everybody talks about the, the Gracie family, you know, when they were growing up, that, you know, it was a business. And, and um you know, they spent half the time learning jujitsu and half the time learning how to teach jujitsu. So teaching the ability to teach was always uh, hammered home, and and they always talk about that. And you can tell a difference when when um when a Gracie is is teaching.